Maybe we should do Blonde. Man. Not the movie, man, but the, the genre. Movie. What? You haven't seen that? Yeah. Oh, that's garbage. I liked it. I love I love Jesse Buckley so Me much. Me too. It's kind of like Infinity Pool, where it's like, I love Mia Goth in that movie. Honestly, Alexander Skarsgård also was really giving simp. Giving everything. He was giving super simp, and it, yeah. it was hot. And kind of pathetic. Compared to like Big Little like Lies. Big Himbo. Yeah. Big Little Lies, scary. Him like this. Yeah. <laughs> Like George Clooney and the Descendants, like the movie star goes kind of a loser vibes. Yeah. Schlub vibes. Really iconic. Yeah. I would say. Do you like that movie? The, the Descendants? I literally saw it in 2011 and then never again, so I couldn't really tell you. I hated it. I <laughs> really? Hated it. Why? I just. I don't know. I might. I don't, I don't know how I feel about it now, but. I think I was just starting to have opinions. Mm-hmm. And so I was like going hard. And. Someone I knew liked it, and I was like, no. <laughs> Just because. Because you had to. Yeah. It's that simple for you, isn't it? Just pull the trigger. Um, so I guess we've started. We'll, we'll find somewhere to start in there. Yeah. Did you want to have the blonde, the blonde versation? Yeah, I mean. Because, <laughs> well, first of all, you've seen it I once. Cry. I've seen ass though. I... Well, this this will this is relevant to blonde didn't make me cry, and it never it didn't have the that bone in its body. Mm, I, I, not for me. It was not. I cried all three times. times. It was a abusive movie. Well, yeah, no, it's it's two and a half hours of abuse. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's correct. And for better or worse, I don't know that it was all earned. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I obviously disagree, but that's not surprising. But, but I also can't, unlike other things, I'm like, yeah, it's not going to be most people's choice. Do you respect that time? Huh? Do you respect that? Yeah. You don't get mad. Other than the people we were talking about who like jab at it and try to write it off and have everyone write it off. Like it's, other like it's genuinely yeah. poison, dangerous. Like we love, people love calling things dangerous, you included. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, I stand by that. Yeah. I don't but know I that do that's not, dangerous though. I don't know if blonde is dangerous. It's not giving that to me. It's no. just, it's just tough. And a lot of people are going to have, it's going to go past their capacity for, for, for suffering. And it was so cartoonish to me that it didn't. Mm. I don't think something that... That's that's the of, part of it that I really love. No, I mean, I just... I don't think it can be dangerous if it's that. Mm. that really arch. Yeah. You totally. Really, like... Like, um, Showgirls. Like, laid on heavy. Like, Showgirls is so... Out of reality. That, yeah. like, if you think that's reality, <laughs> you're, you're back. You're twisted. And that's kind of, like, Blonde, where it, it's so clearly immediately announces itself as like not a realistic biopic at all it's clearly giving yeah because i did see that dream did yeah. you ever see letters from maryland i think it's called the uh liz garbus documentary no was that crack i mean it's not like i know someone it's who so worked for her because it walks awesome. through <laughs> it walks through all the 
it's like walks through all the relationships as well and it's you know a lot of primary sources it's all like today's stars a lot of them reading the letters i think Mm, okay who's the woman from some of her letters are in the book too evan rachel wood yeah mother is like the main one of the main letter readers ben foster reads somebody's yeah i wonder but that's where i first like really like got to know her the yeah and felt like that caretaker like like you know which has his own promise of like seeing her as a yeah somebody that needed to be somebody that needed to be cared for which is something that comes up when with all of the the blarmy yeah um which is like a fierce protectiveness that's from where it goes so beyond it goes to the level of like the things being done to her in that movie were being done to her ghost like we're being done to her gender, her, her soul. Oh. Uh-huh. As if it was like another. As if that was something new. And concept. as if it was another phase in the phase. You're just continuing her pain. Right. It's yeah. Joe DiMaggio. It's Arthur Miller. And then it's Andrew Dominic as like. As one of the, as the third. As yeah. Which you don't, you don't, do you believe that? Not quite. No, not quite that I don't, much. I don't. You have it. your issues with it. Yeah. It's, it's in 100%. a register that's not very you. And it really pushes, yeah, um, yeah. It really pushes the um, like people found. A lot of people talked about how in the first 25, 30 minutes they were just so thrown off by the dialogue that they like could not get into it. You know, like immediately that that was just like a brick wall. Yeah, and I mean the when pacing that was is what, very that was what immediately was like. You know, yeah, I did not expect that. And that's what you love. You love to be slapped with something you didn't expect. I love to be Hard. suddenly thrown into a world that is completely unfamiliar and scary that I have to discover while I watch it. I'm like, I'm literally sitting there just like... See, I love being <laughs> thrown into a world that I, I have no idea, but I don't like being... Like, when I first... When I went to see Black Swan, it was before it, it came out. It was oh, at the yeah. Teddy Rock Film Festival. Oh, my God. And um, I was told theaters. that... I was going to see a movie about ballet. Oh my god! So I walked in. I was, of course, how old were we when it came out? Uh, so this was 2010. I was 14. I had just started dating my boyfriend, and we would see it together. And he was over. He was 18, so he could yeah. be my guardian. So I had just turned 14 because it was <laughs> August or like the beginning of September. So I just turned 14. Little just like cheruby me with the like skater bowl cut, mm-hmm. and it was. It was dark but did you how i liked it okay yeah i mean at I, the time did the wrestler come out before that because mm-hmm. i had loved the, i loved the wrestler okay so, before like, so i was already like and that, i don't think i'd seen earlier like yeah. i never seen pie yeah. wrestling yeah. like the earlier darren aronofsky but i loved the wrestler and so i was but i didn't really know that this was like the same director like that's oh, not yeah. something i was really like paying attention to mm-hmm. so um, you it's crazy that you didn't how soon were you like oh this is a horror film <laughs> it takes a bit it takes a bit because you're like oh this is kind of you know like when you're watching a french movie and it's just like it feels like it's unfolding realism in a way yeah. and it's like you're picking up the pieces as you go that's what it was at first. yeah it's a, like a it's like a hard real 
like a, oh, I'm sure the mic's gonna pick that up. Um, it's like a hard You're realist such drama. Technical <laughs> So before we had like a, you know, a door, but of course you said it's all fucked up in there. Whatever. I'll show it to you later. Okay. You're not gonna see it. I just listeners. You're such a that. So when I put, I was like. Sorry, it's not 4K for the YouTube of the last episode. Yeah. That was for you because you're that was such me. a, what do you call it? It's not a size queen, but it's like quality. a quality queen. I'm a quality you're queen. such a quality queen. Now I'm like, it's not 4K, I'm about to fucking kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> Buy me a 4K. Not completely. Buy me the 4K. Buy me everything. I can't. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have any more money. Um, but, but anyway. I mean, the part where she pulled, the parts with her mom. Yeah. The part where she pulls her nail, that's like, I think between my sister and me, that's the most the body horror yeah. of that. The dancing, the sounds of the dancing in the like rehearsal studio, in the mirrors. The sound design of that movie. Do you What's know the that French actor's name again? Vincent Cassel. Yeah. Vincent Cassel. Um, the, in that movie, there are like over, I think it was almost 50, like 47 special yeah. effects shots. And so many of them are unclockable. And I learned this when I was obsessed with this film and got this, the Blu-ray. We watched the special features just, just on and on and on when I was 15, 16. Um, and how much they changed with how all the mirrors reflect. Some of them are uncannily not accurate to how they should be. And like also editing in... Um, bird flapping noises into like the entire film which you can really hear with the subway with like you know the wind with her turning and then of course during the finale it becomes quite literal um but oh my god all that stuff mm. i love it i love it he's like he's about the details you know that classic very if we go back to our other conversation the very masculine like obsessive like that's a best director like a david fincher a kubrick like but he's more of a slob getting the shot like. you get the shot i like that he's a he's a if he's a fanatic in the ways you're talking about he's a slobby he's, one yeah he's not his anal yeah as, and just like but he's very particular his his movies are thematically messy in a way that i like yeah mm-hmm. especially the ones that are more grounded like the wrestler and stuff like that like if you talk about and weirdly lost one the other half of it yeah 100 <laughs> is grounded 100 and that's why like i think what i appreciate the surreal the extravagant the over the top when there's this a grounding beneath it mm-hmm. like with spike lee i love that's why i think do the right thing is his best movie just kind of on a standard because he has that 24 hour time frame so he can just do all his like, you know, not surreal, not crazy, but just like his, you know, technically the world. and like his, yeah, his really colorful, kind of unhinged world. Mm-hmm. But within that twenty four hour time frame, it sings. Yeah. But then it clicks in other times too, like Clocker. Anyway, I have not seen enough Spike Lee. I've seen Do the Right Thing, and Inside Man, and Black Klansman. That might be it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. What a weird selection of movies you just made. I saw Inside Man when I didn't know it was him. Yeah, that one it's not. No. It's a great movie though. It's good. <laughs> good cast. This is I know we were we started the seed was blonde. 
but talking about Aronofsky really makes me want to go to the whale because oh, we've had God. really we we did have great conversations about the whale, didn't we? We did, and I've cu- I mean, oh God, because <laughs> I don't want to get like I'm going to get anti because I do have, you know, I think there's a lot to love about that movie or to I respect, but there's a lot that just the clunks. I remember you, yeah. you, your complaints were mostly about the flow. And they the shouldn't have let the playwright. The playwright wrote the script. Uh, co. Meaning basically they're both credited. I think Darren just adapted it straight. Yeah, the writing was tough. The writing was tough. I didn't mind it. The writing was tough. Because if I was sitting on a stage in, in a theater, you know, dialogue being for the back row in a theater just, just hits different. You know the obviousness. Um, if I'm being really great, but you know that I love to run a marathon to give the benefit to a movie. <laughs> you really, uh, that's something. Oh my god! Let's talk about. Let's, let's talk about actually you. Really interesting is we haven't dove into my psychosis of, of you're a, you. It is hundred <laughs> percent psychosis because you you stand. You up. well. The thing I respect about it is you are not a hater. You go into everything wanting to love it with my with my orifices. So when you open hate from something, ends, yeah, I hate something. You're like a little like corpse flower. flower. It's yeah, but what pisses me off about that? Why you like sometimes? I really just want to slap the shit out of you. And I wrote out this DM to you on Instagram once that was like, one day, I'm gonna like all the people you love and who love you are gonna be dead. Me. Your family, all your other friends. I think I'm gonna die first, but and all the people you rode and belittled us for, like you say Anna de Armas or like you know these directors like Michael Mann or whatever. <laughs> all these people you sorry, you're gonna actually, be sorry. You actually have to say Academy Award nominee Anna de Armas. But continue. You're really testing me. <laughs> you're testing me. I feel like this time I didn't get to slap the shit out of you in the beginning, so I'm not like I'm tense. I'm just ready to like. Okay, explode from so uptight. For oh, Ezra, what the fuck? Ow! I actually can't hurt. Um, You're a sack of shit. <laughs> Thank you. But, but continue. You said everyone's gonna be long dead, and what? Because there was one time you were just like throwing all your vitriol at me mm-hmm. over DM in defense mm-hmm. of somebody who you don't know let's let's call them like <laughs> one of these guide directors you don't remember you know. i can't remember what, i'll go and find it in the dms oh but well I'm, i think we're fighting with michael man it's definitely possible i think we were because we've gotten i mean i don't think it's one of the old because we would get we were like let's take this outside <laughs> i'm gonna go find we're gonna go meet i'm up gonna go find your halfway, family halfway and we're gonna find your family like yeah and then like i talked to ben our mutual friend afterwards and we're just like yeah future, future guest Keith guys. is all bark. Cause you don't want to find me on the street. You just don't. Oh, I would. You don't. You, I got fight in me. Trust and believe right. I've got violence. Once in we here. have a following, yeah, we'll do we'll a do live like a, stream. We'll do a a fight. Fight. We'll do a fight. Mm-hmm. Like a cage match. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Street fight. Just, just. Oh your hair's god. being yanked. My heart is pounding now. Pop, pop, pop like that. Yeah, you're gonna yank my hair and there's gonna be a razor blade. In no, but you're gonna <laughs> slit your finger open. Wait, I do wanna get I want you to go deeper into my I wanna reveal my corpse flower. Yeah, well, 
basically, let me just finish this. Let me just finish yes. this one. And then I want to hear it from your mouth. So you were defending somebody mm-hmm. who you've never met and who doesn't know you. Probably a white man. And you were throwing people you love under the bus. Let's say myself included. You. <laughs> and I wrote out this long message that was like, you get me passionate. One day, I'm gonna, we're all going to be dead. And you're going to be getting brutally tortured in an alley. <laughs> Let's say Academy Award nominee Ana de Armas walks by, looks over, and just keeps walking. Yeah, no, she doesn't because want to be part none of, of them, None of the people yeah. you... But that's the crazy thing is you go so fucking hard for these people. Yeah. And they, if you died tomorrow... They wouldn't care. They would... Their lives might be better. Like, it's like, it's nothing or better. It's not, and no one cares. And I don't know. That doesn't. But you, why do you still go for them then? Why do you still like ride for them like this? It's fucking sick. It's, you know, it's riding for them by way of riding for my own experience and interpretation. And idea of them, because it's not Of course it's not them. It has nothing to do with them, the person. Uh, You know what I mean? I'm just like, you can't tell me that that didn't slap. That's usually where, what I'm saying. But I do but I do say it like, that's king. And if you come for my game, <laughs> I will kill you. Because it's fun to be... You say that to your own mother, I'm sure. Um, T. Not like that. No. Not like that. I'm very nice to her. She's, yeah. She deserves it. But her if she came for one of your faves in an argument... I would just be like, oh, damn. That's too bad. I'm not going to fight her. Yeah. That's okay. So we'll that's the bar. We'll have Just her on the pod. Okay. Literally, let's actually. What if we have them together and they've never met? Our moms. Yeah, three-hour special, two parts. Anyway, my mom. Well, because <laughs> well, that's when we'll do a revisit of Blonde again because blonde my mom would hate Blonde. Yeah. Mm. And my poor, long-suffering mother watched it for me. Because here's my secret. She said, okay, just for you. Just for you, though. (laughs) And I respect that. That's love. That means she loves you. It does. Yeah. Yeah. If I was Um, a mom, I would not. And then that time when we watched it, it, like, that's after I read the book, and it was really, like, almost too tough to watch. It was really... Yeah. I don't know if I said that on the last episode. Yeah. It just wasn't... It was rough. It wasn't a... A good enough movie for it to quite hit mm. for me. Like I think, sure. I don't hate it, and I, I don't. That. Yeah, I don't nothing it. Like I definitely. Again, it's, we did see it together. Mm-hmm. So when I see a movie like that with you, you're a little more open. I'm more open. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it like, you know, I have that. Stand you're like okay. Well, let me see if I can look for the what's good in this. Yeah, and I'm like, you're like, oh, yeah, let me see. Yeah. I turn into a baby <laughs> version of your big fat flower. Mm. I just, I'm a but I'm just like, I flower. out just like a little like that. Mm-hmm. You're like that. Mm-hmm. I'm wide. You're wide. I'm wide. Yeah, satellite dish. I'm not gaping. Legs blade like a satellite dish, ready to intake. Yeah. yeah. Legs, mouth, nose, ears, and eyes open, mm. and and hearts, and brains. And because the one thing also about it that just didn't hit for me was it had these really, really, for me, corny moments where it tried to show her as like a powerful presence trying to find 
and exhibit that power with no one listening, mm-hmm. you know, They're showing very, her intelligence very loud, that yeah. Marilyn Monroe is this, was this, you know, smart, cunning, and very adaptable presence mm-hmm. in Hollywood, mm-hmm. you know, to her detriment. But it didn't feel like it, it was like, oh, we're going to like try, but what we're really, really singing with is the moments where she's getting fucking abused destroyed humiliated those are the moments where we're gonna put the best foot forward and the moments where she is something more than that we're like uh i mean throw it in here just because you know it's, it's that's what it felt like it felt sure i can fast. i can understand that it's tough because as i said before like every single line in the film is from the book and the book has so much more of that and they could only use so much of everything yeah. So I get it because it's, of course, like those moments don't scream out to you, though it, it is like, it is thoroughly repeated throughout the film that people are like, oh, you like read? Like, okay, like, sure. <laughs> because, but I mean, what the book, what the movie kind of has to make up, which I love the movie for, because it is like, it's it's a great adaptation to me because it really, it it's it captures the essence of the book. But, of course, you lose a lot of detail. And you don't have every thought that she's having. So you um, think the book does those moments better? Of course, because it has mm. so much more breadth. Because I was going to say, yeah, it's, not that I tr- it. it's not like I trust Joyce Carol to, you know, she's no, she's not Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> she's, not, she's not someone of that life. Do you remember... <laughs> Do you have any idea that this this was one of my favorite tweets of all time mm. of someone making that claim very seriously that she didn't have a right to write the book because she was an ugly person? She's like, you didn't live on this. Someone who didn't live on this planet as like a beautiful woman doesn't get the struggles of one. That's insane. And I, I love <laughs> so those. me out. Yeah, it's like, okay. And then I, I quote tweeted and I showed pictures of her young and I was like, she was not ugly. She was not ugly. And she's you know, small. Look at and her. And a writer. Men were, I'm sure, harassing her. Not like Marilyn. Well, that's not the like thing Marilyn. is like. She was, an in, she was, you know, an intellectual. They're just also different. That, that's what I meant by publicly. it is like, you know, my thoughts of the looks of either of these two women aside. It's so different, yeah. I, it's more about like. It is insane how much as, she got inside her. No, it's, I think, and I don't, of course, like. Like, go I'm off, write, write what you're going to write. I don't and know. have bold. But I can still say that maybe it missed. Maybe it was not, you know. Like, what is it to, what does it mean to take someone's already mythologized life and further do that to it? Mm, and like, but even further twist it. And... I think it, it does, it pushes the opposite direction of all the mythologizing. It digs under the skin to see yes a fantasy but, but i think but it's to a novel be it's not a, it's not about and to not tr- yeah and it's very fantastical right. and the book is even more so there's even more like visions throughout and all these shady characters that you don't know until the end are even real that kind of like haunt the outside of the narrative you know that makes it all very like and it's so fragmented it's like yeah. the narrative style's going all over the place it won't tell you a paragraph will break and a new a character that you assume by through reading it must have just been in the room. It's like they're being interviewed, yeah. talking about what they saw, and then it'll switch back to her mind. It's just like really discombobulating. But um, I was gonna what was I saying? Oh, that um, 
Oh yeah, that I think it's not further mythologizing because that kind of mythologizing, she's not a person who suffered. She's this untouchable, godly person who's who's you know superhuman. Um, and what Blonde the book and the movie do is use the images that it trapped her and that caused this legend, but you recognize each image and then it devolves into a truer kind of horror. You know, the images kind of gets, each one gets flipped. And, but you think it's still, it's... And, it, and you see such intimate things that you never, that of course was always so protected. And then it's like revealing this treasure that you always wanted. Oh my God, between Marilyn Monroe's legs. And now you're in her cervix and you're like, oh, this is just another human being. And you, and you feel the things So you think in. it humanizes her? Yeah, in its own way. By by using the language of, of, you know, someone being having their image be torn from them and being used against them, because that's what like at, which in the early to, days of Spencer, the film, the film, the Diana, the Princess Diana. How do you feel about that movie? That because I would put that because that's what also was kind of trying to be, I think even a fantasized. Pablo Larraín. Pablo That's what he was kind of trying to say. He's like, you know, we're getting past the myth. We're trying to show Diana the person. And he really rolled that back, I think. I'm not, I can't really remember exactly how or what he was saying. But I'm going to pretend like that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. Like he started out saying like, this was, you know, this is like the person behind this. Mm-hmm. But this I think it was legend smart that it is created. also like blonde behind a level of filmic creation where you, it shows that you're still creating a version and of And that's character. what he walked back, I think. And that's what I think with blonde as a book and as a movie, yeah. these are not, they're a different, you know, they're a different way to look at yes. the iconography, the yeah. legend, the fake. From a different angle. Yeah. The same thing though, like the idea that we're ever going to get any more into the actual lives of these very storied women yeah i just you can't and yet you can use more you know conceptions of them to challenge other conceptions of them yeah like that's still okay also both women are dead i don't know that it challenged and, and it, became but, yeah. you know died young and became yeah way bigger than they ever would have been yeah in the consciousness because you know like it was she was a superstar at the time there were a lot of superstars like that who burned and had died, and we don't think, you know, if she hadn't died that young and been so particular, she yeah. wouldn't be, we wouldn't still have images of her everywhere, you know? But of course, after something like Blonde, it, it feels, or it at least engages with the idea that it was, it felt faded, mm. you know? Which, like, when you look back and everything, it does, you know? The signs were screaming, like, and, and it's the yeah. age-old story that we've seen over and over of, like, this pers- a person that fragile cannot be famous. Period. I think most people can. Yeah. Especially really flawed, artistically driven people. You know, creative mindset. Enneagram 4s for any of my heads. Like Amy Winehouse, Kurt Cobain. You and your Jim silly Morrison, little Rob numbers. Fours. We'll get into that. I, I've been thinking that I want to bring. <laughs> I know. It's like it's like Camille Paglia and those fucking numbers. Period. That's all that's in there. And lots of movies. Yeah. Two. Is do you like want to see every movie ever made? 
No, that's impossible. That's ridiculous. Because so most most of this would be garbage. Hard. So you still tailor. What do you? What are your of criteria course. then? Like I just watch. have to want to see it. Mm. So I have to have a reason. That can be a lot of things. There's somebody in it. Something it's about. Yeah, and usually then a com- combination of those things, and then um, someone that I trust wrote about it online, and I'm like, okay, I'd like other things that you've liked. So you're you know. such a student, but you're a sicko. I am a student. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a forever learner. I'm a forever student. Adult, adult, adult learner. Full, uh, long life uh, learner. Lifelong learner. Lifelong learner. <laughs> but like that ass. Yeah. Did you see that I think that Ana de Armas was kind of dragged into that? Is it called to Leslie? Yes. She was kind of dragged into that. Of course. As like, oh, well, the girls are mad. I told you that I threw my fighting. You saw Lil Rel How Lil Rel What did Howley. he say? What did that he say? Basically, that like she didn't deserve the nomination because it Ew. was of some campaigning scheme, like the two us that Ana de Armas did, which like absolutely which doesn't make sense to not. Yeah. Did anyone see evidence of that? I mean, he was no. saying it under the guise of like they were more deserving. Well, because because of Viola and Danielle, yeah. Yeah. I've only seen Danielle's performance, but I'm gonna say Andrea and Ana de Armas' performances were better to me. You saw that to Leslie movie? I've seen to Leslie. I saw it before any of of the campaign. How random is that? I saw Screener. I love her. Who is it? She? Who is she? Who's Andrea Riceborough? Yeah. Birdman. Um... Mandy, she's Mandy. What's um, Mandy? Have you seen The Death of Stalin? No. What's Mandy? Nicholas Cage. No. From when? What year? I was at the world premiere at Sunday. I've changed my life. It's me and Ben and Peter's communal. That's the, the film that we really, the three of us, it's, it's, we deep in here. Me and Ben have watched it together about four times. It's a, it's Panos Cosmatos who is, who makes just like Greek. Yeah, he is. Apparently. But American. Yes. He makes our Canadian. I think he's Canadian. Yeah, I think he's Canadian. Maybe. Ooh, don't quote me on that. Yeah. But he makes these like insane, trippy, psychedelic, like feels like you've unearthed a film from the 80s that was that was lost kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And he made one film before that was just very vibes and not much else called Beyond the Black Rainbow. And then like eight years later, Mandy premiered at Sundance and I was fucking in the room and it blew the world apart. And it was the start of the cage What year was that? 2018. You were in Park City. Yes, I was. Was that the only time Midnight you ever been? World premiere, yes. Wow. And that was heaven. How much was the whole trip and everything involved? How much did it all cost? I stayed at my friend's house whose parents live in park city they cooked all of our meals and drove us to the screenings wow so i just had to pay for my pass pass, how much which the two with all the other tickets after the end because we you wait less and you pay with cash to try and get into stuff Mm -hmm. that you don't have a pass for um totally you don't have like a pass for the whole no unless we had thousands because how much is a bought a festival pass must be thousands yeah uh, 3,000. Um, we got the off-peak pass, which is 450, if I recall. And that means any first of the morning screening and any end of the night screening, you just get into. Which means we were 
get into screenings at eight thirty or eight a.m. You just line up with your pass, but you 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 are guaranteed to see. Um, and so we would do a eight a.m. and a midnight every single day. Usually getting home at three three thirty four, and then getting up at seven. And then in the middle of the day, we'd see some things maybe or just sleep. <laughs> That's horrible, but a genius for four days in a row. That was. That so four fifty plus other tickets you had to buy. That we like, those were on the same day standbys were like twenty dollars. You had to have twenty dollars in cash. If you lined up, and I got this close twice to going getting into Wildlife, which is a movie I later loved and saw and everything, but I still remember. And then right when I got told I wasn't going to get in the screening all day, and I walked out right past because he just introduced the movie, and I was like, "Let me in." Never seen it. Don't care for Paul Dano as an actor. You are going to care about him as a director because he's making movies that you would like to see. You need to see Wildlife. You need to. It's incredible. It's incredible. Carrie Mulligan's best performance. You, you, you exhausted me. It's true. You're, you're, I'm serious. This is a movie for you. What did you, did you know anything about it? No. Exactly. But I'm still exhausted by the prospect of having to sit through something Paul Dano directed. Him and Zoe Kazan adapted the screenplay from the book. Very, very good. If you want to talk about the reaction to that film was was really crazy with it because it's a woman central character mm. who makes very poor decisions as a mother and, and kind of spins out of control and makes a lot of selfish choices. Yeah, very real. And people just hated her. Carrie Mulligan got heckled at multiple Q&As like it was her doing it. How could you defend this character? She's You're really exposed to this seedy side of like, because like I said last time you read these comments, you're on Twitter. I'm, I'm, yeah. And you see all this stuff like, that. I don't even hear about things like that. That's so you should. bizarre. I mean, it was it was crazy. It was like, she was just on a tour being like, women can make mistakes. Did you know that? Like, with every all the audience members, men and women, just just rejecting her because she she fails as a mother, um, pretty lightly. If you want to compare some other, if you want to compare it to Leslie, that character, what that character does as a mother is far more extreme. Um, it's like complete, you know, complete abandonment, theft, and all that. Um, and Carrie Mulligan just like her husband, and that's like just leaves. And she has to kind of pick up the pieces. He he goes off to fight the wildfires from some kind of because he's been feeling emasculated by getting fired, and it's in the fifties, and so he and the, they're in Montana and they're right there. And so he just leaves and doesn't know when he's going to come back. He just gets on a bus and goes to fight the fires, and she's left with her teenage son. Just and then she like has a whole midlife crisis. Like I used to wear this dress. I'm going out. She's with men like around him and and everything, um, and like not getting groceries and you know, just kind of like getting her hair done and like being flawed and everyone was like you she should be killed for that she should be killed. <laughs> like literally it was crazy when it's like that's you're so clearly with her and it's so clearly why she's doing these things it's so understandable if you've ever met a woman or a person or had a mother which i last time i thought was everyone not everyone but i think you know a I mean. lot that just reminds me that so much of cancel culture like the idea that it just stems from like college students and progressives um, no so much of it stems from christianity oh yeah like, if you think about that like the reason like, hating reasons for hating that the inherent 
puritanism especially these days in a lot of like progressive thought i mean i, I could and it's not actually this, it's not <laughs> actually progressive thought then right it's no no yeah. it's coming back around to the same thing ah i'm uncomfortable with that so so no well, one like should it, it doesn't uphold family values yeah and where do family values go not progressive <sighs> yeah well, two men enjoying each other's anuses deeply deeply <laughs> she like looks into my eyes yeah the kids the kids you yeah they're, they're gonna make our to kids it. gay yeah <laughs> you were look how you turned out america people people watching on youtube also people hey people that are listening did you know that um you can watch you can watch us record it on youtube we actually post the video um I don't know if you follow me or anything. I love plugging our own thing while we're doing well, our thing. I just thing. thought I should bring people's attention to it. Don't you think? Yeah. Don't you think? Anyway, because I do think the viewing... Because I want people to see this. Is, this is what happens when you're raised, like, very too comfortable around, like, gay sex. And, like, you have, like, Literally. gay godfathers that all they do while they're, like, holding you as a child is, like, talking about butt-fucking. Yeah. And poppers and... Yeah. Literally, it leads to me... <sighs> clenching my thighs together squeezing the life out of whatever's down there if there's anything even down there at this point no. there might not be and i'm like sitting from like protecting this. your anus no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> just being uptight just being like a deeply uptight and yeah yeah i get it we always react against our environments yeah. to a certain extent depending and i tried so hard to what? Get into it. I tried so to hard get to in be there. gay. <laughs> I tried so hard to be gay. <laughs> Talk about that. High school. You were like, all right, here I go. Like, I'm like... Time to suck up. Oh, and then you couldn't. Well. No, but you were, you've, you're gay. The way that you're gay is that you only go for, like, dykes. Or, like, women, women, like, like, femme doms. Mm-hmm. I think that's the opposite of gay, though. Well, yeah, but you know, if we're speaking a little more, there's an opposite. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I just like gender. I just tried. I tried really hard. Did you actually? Just in your head, because you weren't you weren't sucking dick and cock. In high school, I was like I wasn't fucking anybody. Period. This is when I was still virgin. Mm-hmm. It was, but you're trying to be gay. Consensual. Might have to cut this part out. No, we won't. I actually. Ref- I won't let you. Sorry. <gasps> I'll, I'm out there. Do you want to get into it then? Because I, I, I do. We yeah. should just I, go back to blonde. I do want to get blonde. into it. And then, I, <laughs> and then I, we can mix it all in, in together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Talk about how Norma Jean discovered her. Which isn't in the movie. They had to cut that entire part. Her first marriage when she was 16. Which was true. Um... Because of the, then the movie would be three and a half hours. But I want to. I want to see Armand Armas playing sixteen year old Marilyn. Didn't she cut? Or she was like nineteen. She has the red hair. Nineteen. And the, yeah, the, oh my god, and that's yeah. like in a way the movie should have been a mini series or something because Guess it's what? just so. It was in two thousand two. Oh right, because I sent you the. I was like, I found the trailer and I sent it to you and Ben, and you didn't respond. And like, oh, for the old one? I didn't yeah. I remember you sending that. Maybe it didn't come through. Yeah, uh, definitely came through. <laughs> okay. Definitely went through. Okay. It's just sometimes 
things just get lost. Yeah, where like people don't, see, don't care. They don't remember. I know that the actress Poppy Montgomery is who played Marilyn in that series, and I've never heard of her before, which I find fascinating. Because this, because Blonde was just so. I mean, the pacing was interesting, but it was just so trying to squeeze already too much into it, and I think that it did capture the it did capture the exact feeling of the book, though, as far as how quickly things move. Mm. And but it, what it didn't do, which it would have been really hard, is that the book goes scrambles out of order constantly, and you'll start a chapter with Adam Adam in in the middle of the action like something major happening, and then the rest of the chapter it'll go back and fill it in, you know. Yeah. So it was the book is even more like chopped up. Yeah, it doesn't because yeah. it. I don't know if it does a. But like all successful job of having a message. Like I mean, I don't know that it needs to have a message. It's it's not as much that to me. It's it's experiential. Yeah, it is like taking a poison sugar pill. You know, it's brutal. Yeah, just the energy itself is just. It just breaks you down. You know, my favorite review. Uh, come on the pod, uh, Bilge Every. The critic who Bilga. writes for Bilga, of course it is. It's Tur- the Turkish one to say Bilge, like it's French. Bilge. Bilga. That was really funny. He <laughs> raved. He was like the only rave review out of Venice. Mm-hmm. And the title of his review is um, Blonde Wants to Hurt You. And that gagged me. Because I'm like, yeah. And so obviously... People, oh, this is the something I What's the value about. in this is, that? Listen, listen. Well, listen. Okay, I'm just saying, what's the value in that? It would have, there is so much, but of course, well, the problem that happened with Blonde is that none of that was marketed, that it was a film, a seriously challenging film, like in a Michael Hanukkah kind of vibe, mm-hmm. you know, but even louder, like a real nightmare, two and a half hour major art film, mm-hmm. cha- a challenge. Yeah. Um, instead, because, you know, because the only way they can get made, because obviously Hollywood saw that script and said, absolutely <laughs> not, is because of Netflix. And beca- but then because of Netflix, it is just, it's the Netflix Marilyn Monroe biopic. And so people, most of the world in this country Films are entertainment where you get to stop thinking about the real world. Instead right. of films are art where you go to deal with the stuff that you usually can't in the real world. <laughs> that reflects back. And so the reaction was like, this is supposed to be entertaining. What a sick, sick man. Anna Armas should be killed. And blah, blah, blah. Because how dare you? Because these people have never... I mean, it's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's so sick how they always blame... The mm-hmm. actress. I mean, yes, it's the person. The who's Carrie Mulligan thing was facing. crazy. It but all yeah, came down to yeah. her, and none of it came on the writer or Paul Dano or anyone. It just it's came so... on the actress. People are her. so lazy because oh. all you have to do is be like, think for literally five seconds, be like, oh, that's just Turn an actor acting. It. Like it's not like she. But we're so blind, and that's the thing is that's why movies people have such power. Movies, because when you look at something, don't. you see it as. That's there's nothing behind the scenes. Oh, and see, 
this is this it's is the woman's fault in the movie but yes. it's not exactly and this is we have agree on that but we have different ways of one of, of wanting to solve it mine is teach everyone about film as art learn about what art is and why it's important to humans in very simple words from second grade do you know what i mean but and then you don't look at it like that film but <laughs> i don't think you should censor all this stuff because people might that's not, not how film it. was developed especially not the in this country don't, wait i don't i think the people that don't get it with blonde i don't think it's like it, it bounces off it can't quite get in enough to affect them so so, so negatively do you know what i mean it's very it doesn't get in really but also it's not pre if it's presented that's leads to what i was going to say is like hollywood movies are not and therefore movies in america are not presented as niche pieces of art no. that have specific you know no. impulses and which places to stick up where because they, it's where... the democratic art form right it's yeah. like this art form that is for the masses it's for people to digest and experience together across the country across the world so there is no room for nuance and niche. It's all just, but oh, that's why it is even more dangerous because when you're putting something out there like that and presenting it as a unanimous fact, like we were kind of talking about last week, you know, men casually beating women in early Hollywood movies or just an absence of oh, yeah, any people of color or any queer people. It's like, Except oh, that's what the world a is. a joker or a servant. Yeah, yeah. No, just perpetuating and inventing and further inventing this idea of society that is just false. Mm -hmm. So now... But it was at it the time. It makes it even more complicated. It was just reflecting a reflection of That's not what life was at the time. That's not what life was at the time. I'm saying it's a reflection of the viewpoint of the creators. That's their world, right? No. Not... It was the, it was the terrifying American ideal. It is a fairy tale... Of course, that it's the story that the country's telling itself. I don't think. I mean, I and think it was insidious, control. but it was also just lazy. It was like we don't have to have responsibility because, in their minds, it's like we're doing this thing, we're doing a job, we're making art, but it just got all fuzzy. The way, of, like the mass business of it all, the mass appeal that it was trying to have, mm -hmm. and so therefore it was pushing forward these narratives of what reality was like that were so false. Mm -hmm. And now we're stuck. Which, you can't just reteach it as art forms. At we, we can try. We can try as we like uplift different styles well, of filmmaking and different to, styles to of look creators, at so people can see what yeah. in critically. So exactly. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. If only that was more. But of course, it's anything. Any kind of artistic study is seen yeah. as, you know. Yeah, and ephemeral. And now. How do we get to a place where that's where? How do we get to a place where that's what movies are? That they are like there's it's weird, They are in certain places. Is. Like I was just thinking while you were saying all that. That like yes, that's how that's how Blonde is on Netflix. That's not how Blonde. That's not what anyone in the room was thinking Blonde was at the Venice Film Festival. That's actually somehow a place where that is the conception yeah. of what film is. And yet, what's interesting is that it still got. It wasn't overwhelmingly negative like it was everywhere else by audiences but it was completely split where it's only horrible or incredible only yeah which of course always to me is i'm i'm, I'm just like get me to, into that movie as soon as possible and when you said michael hanukkah that's what i thought i was like that's somebody who can be a niche artist and i think that's an 
like that's why I was specifically referring to America because I think in in Asia in Europe outside of the U.S. you know because we were you know exporting this garbage largely from the art the the art scene that of filmmaking kind of was able to and because of the pretentious ass Europeans Mm -hmm. they were able to Mm -hmm. like treat it for whom film was always that. Yeah. From day one. Yeah. You know, like the French films of the teens and twenties are just like insane, mind boggling, poetic, you know, transcendence. And that yeah. was the norm. That was the standard. There was no they didn't have the curse of suddenly being a monetarily major thing. It was literally just a new form of art for artists to run wild with. And and they actually had a community, it seems, that were wanting that. I mean, like, Abel Gantz was making, you know, nine-hour art films and, and the five-hour Napoleon. And that was just, like, yeah. normal. And that band, the, 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 I don't know, that movie. Or serial show. The Vampires. Le Vampire. Yeah. And that was, like... Because you would say that's that... That like, was the trashy for, for, yeah. for mass consumption, but, of course, it's still, like, legendary. Because of just, like... You know, be one of the first to have like such a classic kind of twists and turns and narrative pulls. But and, like, playing, so like, even because even in the in a mass appeal thing, like there is this form of you know taking the artistry as something outside of you know basically creating a scientific method for a movie and just repeating it over and over again, which is I think what we do here and I've kind of done since, it's like, you know, oh, this mold works. Let's make a hundred of this shit. Sorry. I it's you the side of that's exactly the clip of Megan Trainer on Ellen. <laughs> She's like talking about, about that all that, all about that base. And she was like, you know, it was like, oh, like people need this. Let's do eight more of these. Let's, like, let's keep going. Everyone claps. Sorry. Okay. Anyway. But yeah. that's what it is. That's what, I mean, if you want to make Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, that hits the numbies. Let's ding, ding, ding. I mean, I eat, I eat the pop. I'm not saying like I want to do away with. Of course. The pop. Are I you kidding? See, I hope I don't come across this podcast as complete snob because well, literally, you're, you're such a fucking nerd, and you're such a fucking like because like filmy. What nerd. did I watch this week for the first time? And, I can and, play and, and, and raved about Paul Tugby Anderson's entire Resident Evil films, but especially. The fifth one, Retribution. Um, Pompeii, also by him, Monster Hunter, Gamer from 2009. If I show you Gamer from 2009, your head might explode. The 2000s, some really crazy mainstream shit worked its way through the cracks. It's kind of mind-boggling. It's really, it's really nuts. Because you even just now you took something that you were trying to present as like popping for the people and you turned it into some pretentious <sighs> bullshit. <laughs> See, Gamer is one of those that was like specifically, I, I, it did not find its audience at the time. Though it sometimes did because because I talked to my manager who's just like a guy, not really a movie guy at all. But he was like, he's like our age and he was like, oh, I saw that in the theater and I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. And like, so people were vibing back then. But it, wow, it was really out there for most people. Yeah. But then, like the Resident Evil films, that was that was like deep artistry hiding in plain sight. And the people that take its film seriously as art, 
assumed not to look. Yeah. But the the but the, the the dummies were were, were right because those movies were all hits, and those last three, four, five, and six You've told really are something. Yeah, I've never seen are. any. Mm-hmm. We should. Was it a video game first? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul W. Sanderson is the patron saint of the video game movie. His one of his first ones was Mortal Kombat. Then Alien, Alien versus Predator isn't so the IP movie, but they're mostly video games. Then all the Resident Evil. Um, Monster Hunter recently. It's important to say while talking about Paul W.S. that two years ago, three years ago, yeah, I was so, I was still so snobtastic. Yeah. And I wasn't really looking for what I would have considered trash. Pulp. Yeah. And especially modern pulp. And if it was old, of course, right? Mm. If you can get that distance, it's suddenly attractive. But like now I'm like current day pulp. I'm like, but and that is literally I owe it all to Evan Schwartz, friend, friend of the pod, who will hopefully not only be listening but be on the pod. He, ooh, you and him talking, ooh, it freaked me out. That'd be genius though. But he like completely. I met him in 2020. He completely destroyed my ego when it comes to that stuff, and like sat me down and was like, "You're watching Resident Evil. You're watching Zack Snyder's Sucker Punch." You know these 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 absolute masterpieces heading a plain sight, and oh, and no. also at the same You're going time going down a bad well, listen, hole, and at the same me. time showing me some of the craziest, deepest, like underground experimental stuff that I hadn't really dove real deep with, which now I really have. Um, you know, so he he yeah he took apart my because that's his taste. He doesn't like anything that people like. Most of the time. Sometimes that's not true. Like, he loved licorice pizza. I was shocked. I was shocked. I never thought that happened in a thousand years. Yeah. Because he, he's like you. He's so fuck the fuck the major male auteurs kind of a vibe most of the time. Um, unless they're Paul Davies Anderson. Which I love. I love that rotten kid. Evan, you should be listening, I hope. We'll see. <laughs> um, I just have a problem with the fact that, like, it's more of this, like, if we were really moving on from just following the footsteps of predecessors mm-hmm. then i would be like oh you know like i was trying to say about sean baker last week like if he Two had been ago, more mainstream remember, there's one in the middle <laughs> or you know okay but because <laughs> this is going to be two weeks after but if he's as i was saying about sean baker it's like you know i mean he's not that mainstream yeah but or like I always think of Damien Chazelle. I'm just like you bore me because all you're doing is keep sticking with the same old shit. And I'm like, well, if until, you're gonna until Babylon, we'll have a Babylon episode. But even even actually, Babylon is like, I know, I know what you mean. It does. You know, it's just so yeah. like Edward. Wait, who's the who's the um, the British guy who did Baby Driver? Edward Wright. Like Edgar. that. Like, Right. Edward Wright. Like, he's Gur. such... Edward Wright is Ed such... Edward Wright oh. is such... <laughs> I'm I not going to say... I want him I'm to listen to this. I love you. I just don't... I'm like... I like his thoughts about film history and his knowledge more than his films. I'm just going to say that. But continue. Yeah. A lot of these guys should have just stuck to, like, musing about movies rather than making them. Mm. Like, mm. the idea that they all needed to 
yeah, put their you know, feet in the pond. But my view of that is like, but they didn't. And we're mostly better off, oops, for it. Not some, like, who is there, are there those that I don't, that I reject? Honestly, not these days. I've really, I've come around. <laughs> just because, um, just because, you know, I'm, harder. just because, listen, just because I'm like, yes, things could be better, but I like to see what's there and reckon with that and, and see if there's, there's any worth to be found. And I, nine times out of ten, probably more than that, actually do find something that's worth seeing in there. Well, of course, I think it. Because you would say you this about the Safdies too, would you not? Would you say they should have just kept their mouths shut? Yeah. That's ridiculous, but... Because they didn't. Sure, sure there could, you could replace them and other, these other people could fill their spot. But then I'd say the same thing about them. I, I'd try at least... I would Maybe I, my opinion would be different, but I'd still try and reckon with it, like, very, you know, neutrally. And, and be like, does this make me feel... Like, do I like the ideas here? Do, do I feel something? Does it get me thinking? Do I have a good time, you know? Good, good time. A That'll be its own. Because I'm like, you have you have that you have seen that. That's I've the one that you hate. That's I, the one I'm that you I'm really, holding really my hate. tongue right now. That's okay. Because I will. Yeah. That one I get. It's a it's very energy it's a very to fight. Cool. It's energy to like get angry and get annoyed and get infuriated. I just think oh. that all, all I ask is just. I think a level of thoughtfulness. Like let's have yeah. more thoughtfulness as. The generations go on and not less i want or that from some equal. people i want zero brain cells from some people if i'm completely if you're getting honest. money and you're getting cachet and you're getting like taking up social and cultural space then you have to answer you know randos don't have to answer for you know but if you have you know if we've lifted you up onto a pedestal and given you a platform because that's who's doing it. The people who watch these movies, the people who support these filmmakers, you have, like the idea that you don't have to answer, you should just be your artistic self and let whatever you want flow is not true for it's movies not in my mind. No, you need to think, you need to think your shit through. You need to have responsibility for Sometimes it helps, but need to, that's too, that's too far from me. Are we in a world, what, are, I'm sorry, do we live in a society where we trust each other where there's like responsibility taken for no. all the shit that we're trying to figure out and we're trying to fix. No. Mm -hmm. So why should art be any different? Why should we somehow like the idea that artistry, comedy, all these things are outside of the social contract and construct. Like mm, that's not how it outside works. Outside of it. That's how they want us to be. That's how they want us to. For, you mean just like as far as packaged like Hollywood entertainment? Absolutely. That's changed because now, now that feels like even mainstream movies have a certain they have to check boxes that. To but do, they're not doing be, it in a thoughtful way. They're just doing it because they feel like mind, they have to. Mindlessly, mindlessly. Yeah, it's which is which is why it's so, like all yeah. the the Marvel stuff and Disney, modern Disney stuff is just pathetic. Yeah. It's like do it, but I think I don't think like, sure there should be if I was less jaded, <laughs> kind of uh, and less. Um, cynical maybe i would care more like yes of course these things could all movies could be incredibly thoughtful but they're not going to be and a lot of the time it is still interesting to reckon with those things and not yeah like and I, I think they, i don't it doesn't 
obviously we should lose me when something it. somewhat problematic happens in a movie it, it's it's interesting it relates to the, its context i don't know i see it in that way and we shouldn't be sanitizing all the movies like which is what it what you're saying it feels like it's happening but i think because the real fixes to problems are a lot harder way harder they can't be solved from inside the film yeah so canceling art. cancellation you know throwing concepts into you know queer concepts youthful but you know the older generation thinks are youthful concepts just inserting them or inserting people of color thoughtlessly into a show is not the answer that's the truth but the real answer is like the people who are making all the money need to get the fuck out of the way and like it needs to be broken down into a more and trust other anyone else yeah anyone else's viewpoint ideas something that when, oh when someone God, says, well, well, I like Woo! this, so I think people will want to see this. Yeah. And of course, no one in charge will trust that. They're like, no. well, that's never been the case of the numbers are against you. Sorry, you lose. Yeah. Yeah. And because those it's circles about, are still really small. Because art dies when it's, when it's about money. And we know Hollywood is cagey as fuck from the bottom up. They love their bullies. They yes, love bro. their... And now they love to perform that they're... That they've scrapped that bullies. Because the idea that, like, it's like the police force. Never. Like, oh, you know, yeah, it's a few yeah. bad apples. I'm like, oh, Girl, honey. It's inherent. Oh, honey. It's inherent. It's not a it few draws, bad apples. It draws them. It's part of it. Yeah. Let's give Will any, Smith, let's give Will Smith a standing ovation after he like slaps that. the shit out of somebody on stage. Yeah. Yeah. Because what? I love, I love how Judd Apatow you are about that. Remember when Judd Apatow, after that happened, he deleted the tweet after 10 minutes? But he was like, you could have been killed. And you clapping? I'm not, that was hilarious. <laughs> I don't know that. I'm not the comedian side of it where the comedians are so, like, they're getting on their, yes. their little, like, college student yes. soapboxes and being like, I'm the like, freedom of speech thing. Uh, which defend I get, us. But I, I get but I'm also for like, comedians. You also might get hit sometimes and don't go on Carson World being like, Will Smith should be in prison. You no. know, like, oh my God. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I don't no, I think we should not. be violent. I don't think we should be yelling at people, but. You know, if you're angry at somebody and they do something that gets you upset and it's somebody you know, like, and you, you, need, to have them. It, you need to have it out. Guess what, though? <laughs> Bradley Cooper, don't, I don't want to see you hugging Will Smith afterwards. Oh, yeah, like, that happened immediately after. Because that's for me, it's like, then it's like that bully mentality, consoling bullies. I'm like, no, we're not doing that. But what you said earlier made me think of something. But also bullies, I have, I have, I have a, a, a soft like, spot for bullies. Well, just like for for poor Will Smith, who's clearly so Oh my god, up. here you go. What? Look at you having has that terrifying. Have that empathy and his, have that empathy and sympathy for the people in your life. Don't have it for Will I do. Smith. Have it for everybody. What are you talking about? Get the fuck you can't have it for he everybody. He terrifies me, but you can't you can, you're telling me that I can't be like, but damn, I I feel sorry that clearly all these situations in his life and his really surreal, strange journey through life of being being a star like that has and his we talked about we talked before about his terrifying family vibe and how how terrifying that <sighs> i is. don't want to get into the smith i'm not being like I, support, I don't want to i don't get into it but it's i'm not saying deep. support but <laughs> it's too but like you can't have any sympathy that like jesus christ like a real a human person that i am also one of was driven to that kind of mentality it's really crazy no that energy is safe for the people i know and actually care about Mm, mm, I don't have that. that. Is so you vibes. I don't have that for for the right. I had to stop. I used to, and I'm like, I have to stop. 
when I'm buying someone's like merch because sister. I want to, you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I'm going to give that money to like my sister or my, a friend. I like, I support the people I know. I don't mm-hmm. support. Cause the idea that we have to like all come together and like, I mean, Taylor Swift is my example of like, cause I do oh, only boy. listen to, I only listen to Taylor's version. Yeah, that's the only but one that's out there. Isn't, isn't that a, but isn't that's that's the only one you can? No, of course. It's all out there. The old ones are, are too. I don't know if now, but they were for like the whole point. And it was like, right. oh, I'm doing this because like solidarity with Taylor Swift. And I'm just like, I looked at myself first because my cousin called me out and I was Good. just like, oh my God. <laughs> that's me. It's me. I still nothing. do it though. Mm-hmm. But this idea that we like, that these people in this world that we're not a, really a part of, we have this solidarity with them. We like want to take care of them. And it leads back to the Marilyn Monroe thing of like, we, you know, America sees her as, you know, even though we're the ones who also were, had a hand in her downfall as a society, like with these celebrities, and then, we and bring them up and we strike worship and people forget how much it's horrifying vitriol was pointed towards to her at the time. Take the pressure off them in this way of like they have to be perfect they have to do all this stuff because then they also get so angry at us so for tearing them down when you know what they need to be fucking torn down they're like oh cancel culture it's like bro you wouldn't have a you wouldn't have a career or a life if it wasn't for us we don't have the right to demonize like no a but, Marilyn Monroe or a you know whatever a but don't write it type. off completely is what you're saying it's just like such an unhealthy relationship altogether like mm-hmm. society and mm-hmm. the public the famous and, people yeah when it's sick. It, since day one it's and disgusting. it started of course back in the 20s it was even scarier you, you you've sure. heard the whole like rudolph valentino died the biggest heartthrob in style of the silent film era and like tens maybe even a hundred fifty something girls across the u.s all killed themselves really yes how terrifying is that? But the star system at that point, it was because it was even further removed from their reality. Right. The newspapers and the studios were creating fake narratives. You're dating now. This is your house. It's not your house. Just for the photo play, because no one could go anywhere and find that out. So how can you say that and then turn around and say that movies don't have the power that they do? I mean, they, yeah, they do. Of to influence... Yeah mentalities especially, and um, how we especially behave. but that to me is not just the films it's the system that rose up the star system which was about selling these films right which so when commerce comes into it but it's all it's just, just it's the all films. an amalgam it's all the same shit yeah but it's all a part of it doesn't mean that you you can't you're not able to watch engage with the film divorced from that most people it's gonna be impossible but that is the world that that's how i do it and that's that's of course my instinct my, my weakness sure you would be to case. want that from from everyone yeah but if again if these movies are world. meant to have mass appeal uh, yeah they have to have mass they have to take mass responsibility to it those ones do sure yeah. If it's an art form that most reflects real life. Should, but then again, I feel uncomfortable taking any kind of moral standpoint on a lot, most things at this point. I'm like, that's out of my head. I just don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I'm afraid of the ego that it gives you to think, well, that's the moral right thing to want to support. Where does that come from? It's I don't not, find that. the moral right thing is 
to just have to be to be thoughtful about what you're doing. I'm not saying there's a right way to do it. Mm. I'm just saying like don't just, throw shit at the wall. And at least you tried. And even if you fail, it's do you say would you say it's important to try? Learn from your you learn from the fail. Mm. You always have to learn from the fail. You have a you have an ideal of like that you that you really want to push forward as far as like standards in. Because I look at these men who are our age and older who are doing things that I did like friend peers that I did as a teenager and people were like, nah, that ain't it. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then what did I, I never did it again. You know, it's funny. Just like I would. People just don't learn. It's your version of, I'm not saying either nefarious or both or whatever, but that, that you all, we always as humans, we really expect and then are disappointed when people don't share our exact viewpoint and experiences. No, I'm just saying learn. That's what, shame is important. Learn from your mistakes. Sure, yeah. Don't because we just because I I do too. Everybody gets be, so cagey about their mistakes. Right, you make a mistake, and you try. Oh, you it, don't want it. Yeah, you yeah. Cover never, it up. Never, never. You try everything to avoid responsibility. I mean, that's the American way. Period. Bitch, I've been on Long Island. Looks like those it. people. You people. If you're on Long Island right now listening, I'm sorry. I do so, love you. In the first episode, you came for all Minis- Minnesotans, and now you're coming just for all for Long the Islands. Pr- no, I didn't really come from all Minnesotans. That just feels like where a random person who is, who is telling me to kill myself and drink bleach because I thought that Ana de Armas deserved the nomination. Except it was me was. in Brooklyn. Oh, it was. That was so you. Yeah. Do you at least think that's an academy, uh, deserves an Academy Award nomination of yes. that performance? I, and thank God, you know, I can if, if we didn't have that... Yeah. It doesn't I, deserve anything else. Okay. It just matters that. I, I, my sick brain thinks, but but never in a thousand years could any could it be could, <laughs> could it have been in the conversation for any of us. I wish it had gotten more crafts attention, but people were so allergic to the entire film outside of her that there was just no yeah. that. To me, I'm like cinematography. What? It's like it's right there. The score is amazing. I'm like, but you know. What do I know? In the production design, the costume, all of that to, to completely recreate. Like that's. I feel like you're the type who like before the internet, you would be like writing all these letters on your typewriter and sending Girl. them to like the magazines, the production, whatever. You know, little, I'd be little Spielby. Yeah. But like in the twenties and thirties, which such... there were those people who were who were who took who became complete fanatics immediately. They just were sending yeah. letters, sending it. and people would get them and read them. Or Marilyn, the way she would she would respond to some early on. You have to watch the letters from. I do. They do. They do. It's just informative. I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> it's really upsetting, but it's it's. I'm scared to open that window. Really again. smartly. It's a smart documentary. Yeah. Okay. And well informed. Mm-hmm. And yeah, gut wrenching, but really just like you feel Clear-eyed. like this is yeah mm-hmm. we're you know working with the history we have access and, to and the goal is truth yeah where i think that in blonde of course the goal is not a form is of a truth. truth exactly a truth or more like an artistic poetic truth that it might is, speak more not just to it's joyce what, it's, what is it truth. to maryland <laughs> whatever that means but um but that it's maybe a truth of many women and any women in any kind of industry where their image is used you know yeah this, and what is all of that 
that's really huge. Which that's that's the part of the movie that really okay. And when that intersects with the I need personal. to go. Can I go off for a minute? Go off. Okay. So earlier you were saying this thing when we were talking about, you know, Hollywood not listening and these rooms just being really closed off to any Anyways. other perspective or like, and that's Don't my problem with the whole auteur theory is like the idea that this one person is in charge of this entire project when it's like, that's not how it should work. And that's actually, it's, it's always a collaboration. Yeah. It's a, an insane collaboration. And when you, it should be a balance where yes, what was good about the auteur theory, because everything's always oh, just a swing. Yeah. Far, far against that rose out of that. There was no concept of authorship to the filmmaker. It was literally basically, it was more authorship, honestly, to the stars as their characters. And they were all typecast as, and people saw, of course, the horrible downside of that, what happened in Maryland. These actors were their persona on screen. The studio was like, this is what you are. Yeah. That's what you're going to be. And then of course, everyone's like, Marilyn, you whore. Cause she was, they only made her But also they have too much power. The stars have too much power. They can organize and take control from the, no, back, I think back then. Mm. And that's why, like, with Disney, they were the they were bringing yeah, in like the, shit. the United Artists come together. And there together. was no concept of the filmmakers. You don't no need one the knew, business side. No of one it knew the name Howard Hawks. You know, like at the time, no one right. cared. And then now it's like Disney's or like Marvel's way of avoiding that is we're not gonna cast stars as Captain America, or whatever. You know, because they got in that problem with Robert Downey Jr. Right? They had to pay him an insane so amount of money, much. and he had a a vice grip on them for a while. But Disney has this thing of like, you're not, and they it's ours, <laughs> it's ours, it's not yours, no one is bigger than the corporation or the corporate IP, right? Well, it's it's somehow swung back in the other direction. With with people seeing, Marvel is the creative force and it really is, they're, it, you know, there. And then it, on the flip side of it, people looking at A24 like they are authoring films, which is, actually agree just because that's but they so also rarely the they case. perpetuate that auteur theory in a way they it's all of them the branding of themselves they love when people think that a24 made ladybird <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah oh there's this comic book artist named author kyle, not made author there's this comic book artist named kyle baker who did work for disney he designed phineas and ferb per and he got paid a contractor fee he doesn't see any money from that. Wow. He never saw any. That's Jeez. how Disney does it, right? They're Girl. like, we are not. Because what and what did George Lucas do back in the day? We got my nerdy shit out. Speak. He, in his contract, he had, he got, he had somehow got it written that he would get a percentage of merchandising. Which they never put that in a contract ever again because matt graining with the simpsons he doesn't get shit he's crazy that amount of money and they don't know none of these companies want that we're getting off it because i need to go on my rant and this has nothing to do we'll end we'll end with your rant about that so when what i want is thoughtfulness mike mills made that movie which one what's the last one you did Come on. Come, come on, on, come on, come on. Man. So he made what, this what did movie. You think about that movie. Come on, come on. I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. That makes me happy. So because I thought it was funny. Well, I thought at the but core it's, it's of it, irritating. at the core of it, it was really the the Joaquin Phoenix, the kid, the Gabby Hoffman. 
if it had just stayed on those interesting it was kind of gritty familial relationships that would have been stuff. amazing because totally, those that part but exactly then those parts it was movie really it did the thing we're talking about it was like mm. mike Mose was like wait That's i'm a brilliant. white dude making a movie in 2020 whatever i need to put people of color in this so what did he do i'm Actual gonna create children. A documentary subplot the film that's of actually children real. Yeah. talking about their lives and in talking the about what they think about the future. And it is gut-wrenching, but it is used as a fucking aesthetic device. And it has it's so irresponsible. It feels... It feels it's so fucked up. Not engaged. Because his strength is with the personal and the intimate. And that's where some of the same... Listen, and that's right? where he takes Some of the same time. truths come out where it doesn't have to be... You don't have to go looking. But of course, is it his fault that... The narrative in Hollywood is, you white man, yes, you, make, you make more movies with the white people, you bad. And then he responds with that. And then that's his fault because he's a fucking idiot for that. Sorry, because if you're actually smart, you can respond to that call in a different way. Because listen to like, but he, you just said you have to, you can have the intention to make a mistake, but learn from the mistake. But you still damn him for making a mistake. 100%. Because what is he? He's, he's not doing it for Disney. He's doing it for... A small yeah. it was a24 right it was like and there's this moment where this young i think chinese american boy is basically he starts going off on this really depressing tangent about how like he is struggling with how to deal with his emotions and how he feels this oh, yeah like this you know whether it's because he's a boy, because he's in an Asian American household, that he feels this need to put those hard emotions away and not deal with them and not. And it's, I can't even parse it out because the movie touches it and then literally cuts the kid off to go back to, go to, back the, to the story. central focus. Like, cause where's the emotional and thoughtful care being put into the Joaquin Phoenix and little white boy. And it felt glaring. And it's so yeah. glaring, and it's like, to just snap take back that into out. Yeah. And at Telluride, what he said was, if he was introduced, so Alexander Payne introduced him, and Alexander right. Payne was like, I he- saw this movie throughout the phases, he was sending it to me, and I'm like, oh my god, why are you sending it to Alexander Payne to get advice, bro? Like, why are you, that's what I'm saying, of perpetuating a pattern of just like, let's get some new shit, at least try. At least try because you, you could you can make a movie with all white characters that's very specific to other, your experience. You could have gotten many other people that didn't necessarily need to be like the identity place card holders, very, I, who who could have told you like you know those parts of the movie don't really gel and they bring in something that you don't answer and then that that void that you open is felt. And it right? just and it's just you're not it's half assed, it's just half assed and it's so half glaring. It's. No, it's hundred percent. I get that it feels like that, but that is putting a lot of the blame on him. It 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 glares. It 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 does not no, fit together like he thought it would. No, no, no. Go, no, go fuck yourself. You know, I be I be giving. I'm I'm you're about filmmaker queen. rights. You're a part. I queen. like to I like to give the same benefit that I want from other people to myself. Of course, and, and I that's think that's what I give to when I talk about Sofia like Coppola and like. Because I don't hold myself to a high standard. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> But you had like so I don't expect the when same people come came for Sofia Coppola because all her movies are all these white people, but they're very specific stories that are very based in her that, experience. And that most and of her films that investigate many. whiteness, and someone should be doing that in and a whatever what, way, right? That's what we should be doing. Period. 
And sometimes so, stay, stay and in your lane. You, you know who to... fucking No! Uh, I'm sorry. I got too excited. I, <laughs> I can I literally do, like, just for the audio, like, you literally, my bone is sticking out of my leg. Like, call the cop. Okay. Anyway, call the ambulance. Because what is more interesting, like, a, probably a person would have told Mike Mills that, like, it will one. It's per, it would be better if we lived in a society where there was enough movies being made by enough people that you could make a movie about your specific experience or specific taste and not feel the need to, you know, answer all these calls because there's someone doing it who has an opportunity who's getting those the funding that they need. But instead, it's like Mike Mills in his head because they didn't. No one at A twenty four was like, "Hey, Mike." You gotta put no. some children of color, Absolutely. and you gotta do it this way. Absolutely. That's why it was half-assed. Because mm-hmm. what's half-assed? Going to Alexander Payne for advice when you're making a movie that I know what he did. He talks about H- what kind of what kind of I don't know, but what kind of like pre, you know suits, quote so to speak, presence does A twenty four have on its filmmakers? What kind of is it? Their whole to thing is, their whole thing is that they don't. Yeah. So you and can't so it comes you to, can't excuse him in that. Until way. it comes to their, they did they have lines because you know with Ari Aster they were like you do have to cut this down below four hours for yeah. his most recent film. Yeah, you did have to. Yeah, that, that. <laughs> to which I say A twenty four cowards, cowards. You're such a you're such a, oh you're such a release the four hour cut. Have you seen that movie yet? You are a shill. Do better. Do better. Oh You're you shilling better. for Mike Mills. No, I'm not. He would. I thought film was mid. Yeah. And he's embarrassing. It was half good. It was half assed that part of the story. That part felt thrown in. Because the full what yeah. he went full hog into it's was the language. I don't like the language half assed because that puts it all on him. It didn't work. It's all on him. It didn't work. It's all on him. That his choice did if you, not work. If you want to be an auteur, honey, you're getting the auteur fandom of me saying it's all your fault. Yeah. It's not Gabby Hoffman's fault. Oh, no, it's no, not no, that no, no. That's fault. all his fault. Um, But it's, it's so funny how Try fast it's so loaded because it's like, yeah, because for your whole thing, it's like that could have been better, but it wasn't. So to me, I'm like, it couldn't have been better, but now we can learn from it, maybe. Because if it happened, then it couldn't have been that then happened. Do you know what I mean? You can you can go crazy with like yes, it, all these things could have been better, but it's that's like, pretending like all the shit wasn't already there. And I doubt he would learn from it. No one co- no one called that movie out. No, it wasn't on the really stage where it would be not because really at all. it. You know, if he had just made the movie about the guy who the little white the family is. No those those parts, the really you know, the parts with the interviews with the children, were very. That was not a new thing. It was very much a lot of a vibe of something that he was trying to pull in, that a lot of people at the time recognized, and people really loved that movie. It's but you know I found those parts so forced, you know, really irresponsible, and I think dirty. And it was unfortunate because at dirty. first they're 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 because they're, they're real. They're so much more alive than the rest of the film. But then you just don't get any more of it. It's just kind of there in the back. You know? It's like a yeah. It's like a motif. So I mean, <laughs> I do it's agree. an aesthetic motif. So it was it was that part. Yeah, it was, it was half that. It's real life treated as an aesthetic motif, which like you mm. thought you were doing. You thought you were doing something really which, like oh, and gung the tea ho is, and hot. if if you do that 
I want to see the character who is you wrestling with those things. Not 100%. Not like with the impact, but, but just having trouble being like, I'm only getting these pieces and yes, they, they sound so inspirational to someone, but they, they're just like, are they real? Like, am I being honest? Like, I, I want to just, I would want to see him. Right, because you can totally show the, the, the filmmaker, the character, this documentary filmmaker character going out and trying for that and failing. That's what I love so much. You never see artists really try and fail in but movies you, that much. That's why I love the souvenir No, but you also need someone... Have you seen that You need movie? someone called out. Yes. And that was good. Yeah. Oh, her but, learning through making the mistakes. Because even it. within the movie, the answer is like, this That's white guy isn't grappling with what he's doing. He just has two black assistants. <laughs> That's how he's... You know, so it's like you're doing the thing to the character that you're doing yourself. You're yes. not even trying within that. No, it's it's, it's a, pathetic. It's, it feels like the kind of quivering white fear. Like I need you to I do did it right, but you but you can't even be be confident enough to actually think clearly and be like, exactly. well, that's well, obviously, you just have to fucking relax and not think like, oh god, the main thing is that people are just gonna be looking at the surface and like, yeah, some people are, but you can't control. How do you sleep at night if you're just thinking about the surface? You can't because people will misinterpret anything you make at that level. hundred percent. It will happen. So so what? So give it up. Give it up that that's gonna happen. You're getting money. A24 is getting money. Which is why I love, <laughs> I love when I'm so, I'm so <laughs> evil a tour pill that I love when directors are like glad that it made you mad. You know. But Mike Mills, I see that's like the that. problem. But you're talking about, you're conflating like the nice guy auteur with like oh, the go fuck yourself so auteur. Yeah. You no, can't put Mike Mills in that conversation because he's pretending no, he's better than that. No. Oh, he's of course. Pretending he's pretending he's than the, that. Well, and he is so, I do appreciate his, his earnestness i loved i thought 20th century women was good once again coming from inside his home inside his story what a great film he just needs to do some he needs to learn and your idea that like this is not half-assed and it's not pathetic because he'll learn from it oh i don't i don't say that i was trying i I was trying to run through your logic and find my own things i don't (laughs) say it was a pathetic effort um that part didn't work it was half-assed yeah yeah. Because I don't need to he's not, he's not Brandon but it's Cronenberg. Is, but when I'm sitting across from you and you're railing against someone, every fiber of my being is like, defend them, defend them, defend them, defend them. So you have me in Mike Mills' corner. Because that just pissed me he's off. He's a lovely man and he seems so, to a fault, way too sensitive and emotional. He's not going to suck your dick. I would sooner I suck to. your dick than Mike Mills will suck. Your well, dick. that's obvious. You'd sooner suck my dick than most people. Faggot. Okay, I think that actually ends the episode. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening, and please um, subscribe. Thank you for admitting that it was a pathetic half-assed effort. Yeah, that part didn't work, and that you think do better. Oh yeah, he could definitely. He needs to go back to. Hopefully, what happens, and often what happens is, is people go out too far, and they go, "Let me return to what I know," and then they make something actually really good, and you're like, "See there." That's what you should have been doing. Yeah. Because that's the thing with Sophia Don't Coppola. Don't think you're someone like, you're not. And she stays in her lane and bag. Except for On the Rocks. Oh, On the Rocks I forgot existed. Wow. That was bad. Love. Love almost every other movie. Truly love almost every, Except for Lost in Translation. Bling Ring? Bling Ring hits. Hits. Somewhere. Yeah, that's so my favorite. I'm gonna love it. Other I than Marie Antoinette. That's not I haven't seen it either. I know. I know. 
So Spike Lee and Sofia Spike Coppola. Spike Lee and Sofia Coppola are two that... I'll watch all your sicko movies, and then we're going to watch these I together. Deadass. Okay. I will. I would love to. Shake this. Yeah. Actually. Okay, end of episode. Cinema. <laughs>